Farm Engine 75 is on scene of a wildland fire, uh, which would be over two acres at this point, moving uphill in heavy timber, uh, strike another alarm. Enchanted Sky Media. 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 This is Code 3, the podcast for firefighters. Now, here's your host, Scott Orr. That's right, and I will not let Parkinson stop me. Thank you for joining me again this week. I recently stopped by the Central Arizona Regional Training Academy, not far from the Code 3 studio. They were holding a week-long company officers school. This event was open to any department's people to attend. There were about 40 students from smaller fire departments all over Arizona. This academy is sponsored by both the Prescott Fire Department and the Central Arizona Fire and Medical Authority. It has a solid reputation for turning out great candidates for captain. In fact, every year some people pay their own way to be here if their department can't afford to send them. They hear experienced officers like Prescott Fire Captain Jimmy Kennedy. So company officer, once again, you're in charge of a company, you're running that company, 24-hour shifts, and a lot of guys, especially when we talk about some of our newer guys and the generation change, what are you seeing? Like the younger guys coming in, what's their main goal besides getting on the fire department? And the mindset that's changed over the old guy like me. So, yeah, the old guys back then, and especially in a, in a volunteer status or, or, or smaller paid department, you were pretty much it. Okay. And, and back even now, if we have a two-alarm fire, we don't see those guys coming off too much. You've got a couple guys you can rely on. Conrad's really good about always coming in and stuff. But if we have a multiple alarm fire, you either get maybe out of sixty guys, you might get maybe five to ten. We go daily just trying to man up in the companies. Now, nowadays, not saying the new guys, their job is, hey, I hire on a professional fire department, I work my 10 days a month. Beyond that, you can't ask them to do anything. Now, in my mindset, I expect him to. My boy, if he doesn't show up when, like for overtime and stuff, I call, hey, you jackass, what are you doing? Because he's got to listen to dad's crap. But um, the new mindset is, hey, I got a job. It's went from a career to a job, unfortunately, okay? And I don't know how we change that or if we can change that. Kennedy knows the territory, and he dishes out real-world advice from a guy who's been there. So, an aggressive interior attack, I expect guys inside the door with the two men outside the door for the rig crew. If I pull up, especially if it's like a fire to stop, these guys are going after this fire. If I hear that size up saying offensive attack, I know exactly what they're doing. We try to beat in our guys' heads, like, hey, I'm making entry out the side, I'll be doing left hand. So, what does that do for the rig crew? And the IC. Idea where they are. Yeah, I know exactly what they're doing. They do exactly what they say, not always. But if something goes wrong, I can go left and maybe find a chance. Okay. This day, the students were learning the details of doing a good size up. When we do our size ups in this area, and we'll get to size up here in a little bit, because I'm old and short legged, it takes me a while to move. I like to pull my engine company past my structure. And if, um, you guys work with the Alpha, Bravo, Charlie Delta sides. So. I pull past the third side, so what does that bind me if I pull past my structure? I've seen three sides, I don't have to walk around the whole damn thing unless I see it necessary. Then they were shown pictures of a scene as it might look when they arrive and they did their own size ups. 
dispatch engine one's on scene. We have a single vehicle, and it looks like it's in a wash next to a, a power box. We need to contact utilities. We need to tone out for additional help. We have at least one individual in the car. He is secure at this time. Alarm engine 58 is at scene, working structure fire, two-story, 3,500 square foot residence, 25% involvement. We'll be pulling line for fire control. 58 will be accountability on the opposite side of the structure, conducting a 360. Uh, alarm engine 75 is on scene of a wildland fire. Uh, looks to be over two acres at this point, moving uphill in heavy timber, large column of smoke. Uh, we do have an exposure, we do have a water supply, we're going to be working on structure protection on site. Uh, strike another alarm, please contact Forest Service to see what resources are available. But quite frankly, just the, I got three, three of us, heavy timber, I might as well just let it burn back to the grass and uh, take it from there. So I just don't have the resources. Again, small departments, we're not saving that. That's a, that's a loser. We're just going to think about the houses next door and, you know, put a lot of water on that as quick as we can. That's deck guns and monitors, right? Maybe some big hand lines between uh, for exposure protection. That thing's going down. Alarm, engine 821 on scene of a single-family residence. Wood frame construction fully involved. Uh, we do have exposures uh, on the Delta side. Engine 821 will be pulling two and a half for defensive fire ops. Engine 821 will be IC. Pump 821 will be accountability. The students spent the previous day listening to well known speaker Rick Lasky. He tours the U.S. giving talks on his book, Pride and Ownership. We're going to talk about pride and ownership, the love for the job, and that it's okay to love being a firefighter. I'm not trying, I'm not a warm and fuzzy person. I said that before. 30 years now, I don't care who I piss off. If I get some mutt chief mad at me, good, if I'm talking about mutt chiefs. If I get some company officer mad because I'm talking about company officers that refuse to train their people, they're just showing up, that don't care about their guys and gals, and you know what I'm saying? Good. If I get some mud of a firefighter, some slug, mad because I'm talking about firefighters that don't care about each other, that use this whole brother-sister thing as a shroud, you know, that don't believe in it, they don't understand what it means to, to be a person who, who, who has values, that, that stands for something, who understands loyalty, then good. Rick is a powerhouse speaker, so it's no surprise that a couple of the guys said he was the highlight of the week. Here's Jason Hirschberger from the Congress Fire District. I would say the most important thing is learning how to influence other people around me and to inspire them to motivate themselves instead of trying to motivate them from my perspective. Um, leading by example was really pounded home yesterday too with uh, Lasky. And that really stuck with me, too. And Alex Lewis from Verde Valley Fire. I definitely enjoyed listening to Chief Lasky yesterday. I think he was able to break down some of our bigger issues and make them into a lot simpler things that we can work on at our level without being a company officer yet. Several students mentioned that they learned the importance of mentors. 
Here's Vincent Rodriguez from Congress Fire District. Not realizing how many mentors were potentially lacking and how many more we could have and what we could change with mentors in the future and also right now. Lacking mentors in our service. Didn't realize we were lacking mentors. And this is Cody Harkey of Verde Valley Fire. So far, the most important thing that I've gotten out of this uh, academy is the need and the importance to mentor our younger people and to look for a mentor above the current rank that you hold so that you can have an idea of how to fill that position in the future as you progress through your career. Here's Gus Estrano from Wickenburg Fire. To be passionate about what you do. Adam Singer of Copper Canyon Fire and Medical said he learned about being a leader. It's tough to choose one. Probably what stuck to me the most is to act in the position in which you aspire to be. So for me, you know, it's it's start acting more uh, leadership roles, um, being more responsible, start acting more like a captain rather than just a firefighter with, you know, I'm mopping my hands, start mentoring people below me and find a mentor. They all got something out of the academy, even if it wasn't what they expected. Okay, so because today is Thanksgiving 2017, I decided to ask the guys what they were most thankful for about the fire service or their department. The people, uh, especially with my department, I enjoy coming to work every day. I, I feel like when I do come to work, I'm working with my best friends and my family, and that's, to me, the most important thing. It's just a good family atmosphere, and um, I enjoy coming to work. It's the opportunity to be have a job. I mean, without the fire service, a lot of us would be, who knows, doing what. I might be doing construction still. I always try to get into this. It took me a while. And now I have to get in, finally get into it. And you have the opportunity to serve the, the, the communities you either live in or grown in, up in. Like I grew up in my, in my area all my life. My family members are all there. And I have the potential and the ability to serve them again. Our staffing. We have a pretty, pretty good staffing with four-man engine companies most of the time. And it definitely makes our job a lot easier than working with three guys. We definitely can see the difference when we go on those more critical calls, having the extra hands to help get the job done. Just the opportunity to hopefully make a difference and and uh, great job. I love it. Uh, for my department, I would have to say that the, their support in allowing us to go to training. I've worked there 10 years and I've never once in 10 years been turned down for a, a training or a class that I've put in for to take. So very thankful for that because I think it's made me a, a better, well-rounded company officer. They're thankful for their careers, and I'm thankful that you listen every week. Now, here's Holly. Thanks, Scott. If you enjoy listening to Code 3, let us know. Or maybe you have a guest suggestion. We'd love to hear it. In fact, if you have some criticism, we'll take that too. Just as Chief Bruno would have said, be nice. You can email us at code3podcast at gmail.com or call 928-985-0530 and leave a message. We're listening, so give us your feedback. All right, that's it. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next week with more. I'm Scott Orr, and until next week, we'll see you later. Code 3 is a production of Enchanted Sky Media. To get in contact with us, visit Code3Podcast.com. And if you haven't subscribed yet, you should. Don't miss an episode. 
Find us at the Apple iTunes Store, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts.